Okay, it's been almost a year since we have recorded. This is Murder, Mayhem, and the Military. And we're sorry, it's been a crazy year for both of us, but we're back. And we've decided to take a little turn. We're going to focus mainly on government cover-ups. And we also have a Patreon page, so check us out at www.patreon.com slash podcast. And we'll be featuring some fun stuff like Nick going crazy on murderers. Or anything. Somebody please request I go crazy on Flat Earth. <laughs> well, with that being oh, said... God, how can you creep that crap? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Alright. So, today we've got three stories that could be cover-ups, they could be myths, or they could just be very misunderstood events. So we're going to start on when I talk to you about the Battle of L.A. This is not just a movie, it actually happened. Or somebody got high and listened to War of the Worlds. No, people actually died in this little event, so it happened. It actually happened, but let me get into it because it is kind of interesting. So, Are you sure it just wasn't a riot thing like in Gangs of New York? That was an actual event. No, and I will, and I tried my hardest to get the, the picture. They only had one picture, but I was only like, that was from my work computer. But anyway, I'm going to try to post a better picture on uh, both the Patreon page and our Facebook page. And of course, you can always email us at triple M podcast. Uh, 377 at gmail.com. So, on the evening of February 24th, 1942, an anti-aircraft barrage of more than 1,400 rounds is launched up into the sky over a light. The air sign went off, and military which comes just started shooting at the sky. Now, the thing is, nobody knew what they were shooting at. Now, the soldiers said that they sh- they were shooting were at Were they soldiers planes. or Marines? Neither. <laughs> it was naval. <laughs> oh, well, that explains it. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. But. I, was like, I used to have a sergeant that was in the Navy before they. But there was Army Marine, soldiers. They said, they, they said their qualification was. Aiming a gun at the end of the ship, and if you hit the water, you qualified. All right, but, but let's get into it. So, so basically, raiders picked up an identified target 120 miles west, uh, so of Los Angeles, and anti-aircraft batteries are alerted at 2:15 a.m. and are put on green alert, ready to fire a few minutes later. The army, the Army Air Force. So this is before the Air Force kept the pursuit on the planes on ground, preferring to wait indications of the scale or direction of any attack. Then at 2.21 a.m., the regional control ordered a blackout, so they turned off all the power in L.A. And then at 2.43 a.m., planes were reported near Long Beach, and a few minutes later, the artillery colonel spotted about 25 planes, and they started shooting. And it wasn't just a little bit. As I said, it was over 1,400 rounds were launched supposedly at nothing. And in this, 
Uh, it caused five civilians to die. Three from air traffic accidents that were caused by rounds. And two from heart attacks. Now. So nobody actually got shot. Um, now. It, I found some pictures of some strange things that they did shoot out of the sky. Now at first... The naval secretary said it was absolutely nothing, that they were just firing at nothing. And, and this is interesting because Harry Stimson, if you remember, he was the person who, uh, one of our previous episodes about James Forbes stole, you know, the first secretary of defense. I'm looking up on when weather balloons were invented. Yes, yes, this was one of the things. So, so let me get on to this. So anyway, so the first, the naval the Secretary of War, uh, you know, James Forrestal, one of the stories that we did, he was the one who replaced us, so that's kind of interesting. But, but you know, he said it was possibly 1595 aircraft, but then later on they did say that it was possibly weather balloons. Yeah, because the first one was embedded in the 1890s. So it was never confirmed what was actually over L.A., and I, I wanted to post the picture. Um, many believe that it was a UFO. Some of the people who are still alive said that, that they definitely saw a silver disc flying in the sky. Speaking of weather balloons, this is getting a little off topic. But if we ever get the money for it, we're totally taking the family to do this. They got the there's this space tour thing where they put you in like this big pod and it lifts you up into as high high enough in the atmosphere to where you can where you're technically in space. Yeah, you told me about that. But anyway, so so that was that's interesting. So, do you think it was a government cover-up, covering up aliens? Do you think it was just a misinterpretation of events? It wasn't a myth because it, there was confirmation that it did happen. As I said, there were deaths. So, most likely, as I said, it was a misinterpretation of events. Who knows what when was up with them? It happened just a few months after... Um, Pearl Harbor, so it happened February 24th of 1942. So that's why everyone was on high alert. So, what do you think? Okay, so it was during World War II. It was. All of our stories are during World War II. Actually, the last one is at the very end of World War II, but pretty much right there. Alright, so... Yeah, it was during World War II. You said it happened not long after Pearl Harbor? No, um, Pearl Harbor obviously happened in December, and then this happened in February. So this yeah. is why they were high yeah, alert. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it happened not long after Pearl Harbor. So. Yeah, so. And I'm thinking a bunch of sailors were drunk. Little at 2 a.m., but there was also the Army Air Force. You know as well as I do, soldiers have been drunk past 2 a.m. I have literally drank myself sober, starting out drinking out at the bill outside Camp Humphreys, going to Seoul after curfew, but and then continue But civilians actually drinking. said that I stole stuff in the sky as well. It wasn't just the military. The military was the one who went overboard. But as I said, 1,400 rounds at nothing was a lot. You gotta think back then, it's like shit's going on, you hear shit going off. And it's like freaking military person's like, We saw something in the sky, did you see something in the sky? Yeah, yeah, I saw something in the sky. 
I just want to go back to bed. <laughs> well, I hope that wasn't it because, as I said, five people lost their lives, and that's just awful. I'm talking and... about the civilians, like, can I just go back to bed now? Yeah, I saw something. All right. But, you know, weather balloons being around, and they already started using them to explore, like, the atmosphere and whatnot. Well, it can very well be I mean, be that. NASA wasn't quite a thing yet, I don't think, but, yeah, they were already started using weather balloons to figure out the atmosphere. What I'm thinking is, there was a bunch of drunk sailors. They saw weather balloons it not being long after 9-11. They panicked and just 9-11? Not 9-11. Sorry. Pearl Harbor. It, you're very well, it could be right. I mean, and as They saw I a said, bunch of weather balloons, panicked, and just started shooting. I, I mean, they're fucking sailors. Like, the only thing that well, made it better Well, no, it was also the Army Air Force, so it was before the Air Force was created. That doesn't make it any better. It was Army Air Corps. And it was like, okay, we can't trust you to not shoot yourself in the foot, so we're just going to put you in a plane and hope you can fly. Well, I hate to hear what you say about our last story because that has to do with planes. All right. Next one you kind of already know about because I watched the YouTube video. And I, I will list all my sources. I, you know, I did post in one of my groups. Like, I felt like I didn't research enough. It's, it's more of like, I, I'm more of a perfectionist. And Nick can attain to this that I get over anxious and I don't do everything just right. And what? I didn't say anything. But, so I actually do quite a bit of research. I usually watch two or three videos. And then I usually go to at least four to five different websites and then I try to get at least one to two hardcover books and actually read it that way because the internet you know anybody but usually I try to use websites that are pretty it's on the internet it must be true now I try to use ones like I've used like this one I'll, I'll go over but like history dot com military and some other stuff I just don't rely on Wikipedia no I don't even touch Wikipedia Basically, when I my time in college, if, if I couldn't use it in college, then I don't, you know, college is very particular, and anybody who's been to college knows that when you're going on the websites to get stuff, they're very particular about websites you use, but uh, I wish I knew how to edit that out. What, the burp? Yes. Well, that's part of my charm. Sure, why not? You're married. I know. <laughs> I hope so. We sleep together in the same bed every night. Well, until I get kicked off of my story or you get fed up with my story. Yeah, I'll tell you something about that in a minute. I was thinking. Anyway. Alright, so the next one, as I said, that I we watched a video, you more for playing on your phone. But anyway, it's a Philadelphia experiment. It also happened in. Experiment or experiment? Experiment. Is one of the most grotesque military legends ever. And some say it is a, is a government cover-up. The thing is, it did happen. However, um, you can decide how, like, you know. Because this was a real boat. This was a ship. There was a crew. They did lose their lives. You can decide how it happened. So, anyway, the Philadelphia Experiment, it, like the Battle of L.A., it also had a lot of legends behind it. There's movies, so forth and so on. And Philadelphia Experiment was a mildly successful uh, 
sci-fi movie in the 80s, but it actually was a thing. So according to, you know, the story, on October 28, 1943, so we're back in World War II, the USS Eldridge was a Canon-class historical escort. It was conducting top-secret experiments designed to win command over the oceans against the Axis power. So basically, supposedly, what it was supposed to do was to render the, uh, you know, naval ships invisible. And they used two theories with that, and that was with uh, Nikolai Tulsa's electromagnetic theory and using that, and that's what these so-called generators, and also unified uh, theory by Albert Einstein. And if I get those wrong, I'm sorry, I didn't read those. It doesn't help that the baby stole some of my research. But anyhow, they used theories by Albert Einstein and Nikolai Telsa. And so anyway, so they put these big generators on top of the boat. And on October 28th, around 1700, they turned them on. And witnesses claimed there was an eerie green-blue glow surrounding the hull of the ship. As those generators spun to life, and all of a sudden the elder disappeared. And then the ship was still seen in Norfolk about 10 minutes later, and it stayed there for about a half an hour. But some, some witnesses said it stayed anywhere from 10 minutes to a whole hour, but we're going to say in the middle it stayed there for about 30 minutes and then came back to Philadelphia. And when they came back, supposedly, crew were fused to the ship. Crew were fused together. Uh, they were vastly sick. Vastly... I was looking up when Einstein and Nikola Tesla died. No, they, they did use their research. I didn't know if they were right. actually involved. All right, what year did this actually happen? In 1943. Okay. Well, most people know that, that Tulsa and... Uh, especially Einstein was very, uh, you know, during World War II. But anyway, beyond that, so, uh, you know, so they believe that it basically got teleported. Now, the theory is it's supposed to use an electric magnetic field, uh, basically making, covering the, the ship in a giant mirror. That's what's going to make it invisible. That's what those generators are supposedly supposed to do. But they've just made a blue-green, and then supposedly. However, the ship was donated to Greece. Now, it wasn't the whole ship. It was just parts of it in 1951, and so it was just sold for scrap. So at this point, the, the, sh the ship wasn't all together. Now, how they said this happened was later on a guy by the name of Allendale. However, there were several different people who wrote in stating that, and they all had very similar names. Um, basically each, each one was a little bit different, but we're going to call him Allendale. He was the one who wrote in stating that what happened. And so basically the three names was Carlo and Allen, Carlos Miguel Allendale, or Allenday, Allenday. And I do apologize, you know, I know someone in one of my groups said, hey, they hit him. Allenday. That they hate it when people mispronounce names. I do apologize. 
You have to say that I do do a lot of reading. I thought I would say it. Alan Day or Alan Day or whatever the fuck. Alan Day. <laughs> okay. And then also Morris K. Jeffson. And he basically said, that, okay, so this is what happened. You know, it was basically used alien technology, yada, yada, yada. And he claimed that he saw the others disappear. Now, many people did say that they, they did see the green glow. Not many people said about the disappearing. And the ship's crew at the time did, you know, in about a month after the so-called experiment was declared either MIA or KIA. So, I mean, I'm thinking that, yes, they did do some weird experiments. It didn't end well. People got sick. And I don't know if anybody got fused to the ship. But, I mean, it is known as one of the craziest government cover-ups because, um, you know, people were actually fused to a ship that would be, you know. But as I said, you know, you said, well, they took it to Greece. Well, they only took parts to Greece. We don't know what parts. Well, here's the thing. When they decommission a ship and they sell it for scrap, the only things that are taken off are, like, especially if it's a warship, the only things that are taken off are, like, the war time stuff, the, the stuff that are used in war and battle. Like, uh, freaking, other, otherwise, it's like the Hulk, the ship itself. You mean the Hulk? Hulk, Hulk. Because it, I'm going off what I heard in World War Z. Because, like, we're talking about, uh, it's like a ship that was like, a, one time it was a decommissioned Hulk of a ship or whatever. But, uh, yeah, when they, and this ain't me going off of World War Z for what they do with ships. This is actually what happens. I got curious after reading World War Z the first time, and I looked it up, and yeah, they take them to what they call breaker yards, and after they've been sold for scrap, and then they take them apart piece by piece. And depending on the breaker yard, it, some, I mean, if it's, Sometimes they're just ran aground. They have enough just to where the crew can operate and to where the crew can live until they get to their destination and so the ship can move under its own power. Well, as I said, we'll never really know the truth. And like I also said it, said uh, the first time you brought this up to me, if people were fused to the ship. I mean, of course, people die in there. Weird shit that happens all the time. Well, right. That's why like, I said I mean, it might have been one of the misinterpreted. Biggest, yeah, one of the biggest maritime mysteries of all time is the uh, mystery of the Morang. Yeah, Dawn. You, show, you show me that. It's like, it like the whole crew died and nobody knows how it happened. So, yeah, you're absolutely it's right. Like that's his what last I said. transmission was like the radio operator saying, I die. But, you know, if people were fused to the ship, if it was some huge conspiracy theory is like people fused to the ship, they wouldn't sell it for scrap. They would have hauled that shit out to Bikini Atoll and sunk it with all the other freaking ships. It would be underwater with the USS New York, the second to last destroyer, which, fun fact, the USS Texas is not destroyed. The dreadnoughts. There are only two dreadnoughts before the left, before uh, freaking the Bikini Atoll test, and then New York was one of them. It would be sitting at the bottom of the ocean off Bikini Atoll 
Well. And the U.S. That was what I was saying was going to say was the USS Texas is the last dreadnought class uh, battleship. Getting yeah. off topic there, but yeah, like all the other conspiracies. I mean, like I said, people could have died, probably did die. Like I said, there's the Orang Madan is like I said one of the biggest maritime mysteries out there, and there's tons of others. It's like people keep talking about seeing the Flying Dutchman at sea, which is one of the biggest ghost ship stories out there. But yeah, if all that stuff really did happen, if people were fused to the ship or something else, they wouldn't have sold it off for scrap. They would have tugged that motherfucker out to Bikini Atoll and sunk it with a nuclear test. Well, you're probably you're absolutely right. That's why I said it was, it was most likely very much misinterpreted. I do think because the thing is with these generators, they weren't the only boat that had these, but this was the only one where everyone died. So I, I do believe that, yes, this did happen, and they still have some of the generators. So I, I think that what happens is that it was just a misinterpretation of what happened. And you also got to think, it, it happened during... World War Two. Yeah. Like, right in the middle of the 40s, which is when it really started kicking up. It's like you look at all the one, all like Japan. Well, right. Germany um, is like they were trying to come up with like these new super weapons, and look what it got them. They got their asses kicked in the end. It's like the biggest thing we had working was stuff that we knew. Well, we didn't necessarily know the atomic bomb would work. One of the theories was that it would ignite the atmosphere. Well, the thing is, and when I went into the rabbit hole, what is this government cover up? There is so much that happened in World War Two, from bio-testing to... Because many people don't realize that, yes, the Manhattan Project obviously was a successful one that they used the atomic bomb. But that was not the only thing that they were running. They were doing things like... You know, so there was a lot. And I, I'm kind of trying to do some of them, but man, some of them are freaking crazy. Yeah, but something like stealth for a ship. I mean... They figured it out somewhat to these days, but not to where they're entirely invisible. I mean, look at the B-2 Spirits, the F-22 Raptor. I, the current nuclear subs that we have, it's like they don't show up on radar. It's like they figured it out to a point, but they haven't figured out how to physically make it disappear, which is when you talk to me first... Has seen like what they were trying to do. They were Which trying to reflect the light reflection to make it seem invisible. Right, basically surrounded in kind of almost a giant mirror. Alright, so let's get to the last story. And, um. Like, uh, before we get to that last story, that's not the kind of shit you work on during the middle of the war. That's the shit you figure out after the war. I know, but they were desperate to try to beat the, the Germans, and so they were doing some crazy stuff. It was 43. We were already kicking their ass. I know, but there's some crazy stuff that went on. All right, so let's get on. So now we're, we're fast forward to 1945. So as I said, this is at, uh, right after the end of World War II, but we're talking just very right after. This is December 5th of 1945. I believe it was 1945 in June was when D-Day, and so they actually ceased fire in, what was it, September? When, when was D-Day? I thought D-Day was like in the 40s. It was, yeah. 45 or 46. 
45 is when the war ended. I know. That's what I thought. So this okay, happened. Look at me. Got me looking up when the Normandy invasion actually happened. Okay. Well, anyway, so this happened in, in 1945. It really doesn't have anything to do with World War II. It's just, you know, it happened. So this is. Yeah, D-Day happened in 44. Okay. So this is a year after the end of the war. And this is Flight 19. Now, uh, you know, uh, Lieutenant Robert Cox, another Navy flight instructor who was flying the Florida coast, was first to overhear the patrol radio's uh, communications. He mean, informed the air station that he was contacted by the Avengers. Both my compasses are Are out. The Avengers? Yeah, that's what their little flight crew is called. You just got me some of Tony Starkey. We get Steve Rogers. No, 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 no. Although, if you say one of the crew members' name was Bucky, I'm all busted gut. No, no, no. But I was going to say that Super Soldier Serum in the 40s was a thing. However, it wasn't very effective and killed a bunch of folks. A lot of times, it was like they were just trying to find something to. Well, that's the route they go in comics anyway. I don't really know. I've never really looked too much into it. No, this is like real stuff. They were trying to find a. Something that would make you immune to truth serums like sodium pentothal and shit. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, one day we'll do that one. Alright, I just looked it up. World War II ended officially on September 2nd, 1945. Okay, so this was just a few months. That's what I thought. I knew it was in September. Probably should have looked it up beforehand, but I did do my research about all the stories. Just, you know. Anyway. But this has nothing to do really with World War II. So anyhow, so they're doing a, a test flight outside of Fort Lauderdale. Now this uh, Lieutenant Cox, uh, you know, gets an air signal from a tailor. And he's saying that his, you know, he's freaking out. He sees what the Avengers are doing a training flight outside of Florida. Sorry. Both my compasses are out. I'm trying to find Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And they're trying to find the Florida Keys. The 27-year-old has just They flew over the Bermuda Triangle, didn't they? They actually disappeared. This is the actual story that originates from why the Bermuda Triangle. So this is the infamous Flight 19 where six ships, or no, six planes, were just flew over. Well, it's not the original, but it's one of the more well-known. Well, no, it's one of the first ones. And it's one of the first recorded ones. Well, one of the ones that ain't passed down mouth for mouth or whatever. Right. And so, the thing is, they never found any type of existing thing. And that there was, you know, they did put the coordinates that at one time they were over where the Bermuda Triangle was. So, they were there, but they just suddenly just disappeared. And never to this day have the remains ever been found of these ships neither near the Bermuda Triangle or anywhere in the Atlantic, but that doesn't mean anything because the Atlantic, as we're still finding out, you know, thanks to James Cameron and other people, that the ocean is... I wouldn't necessarily say James Cameron, but crap, now, now I'm looking his up, looking him up, the guy who found the Titanic after... It was one. James Cameron. James Cameron didn't find the Titanic. No, but he was one of the ones who did the new... Re- I don't know. Anyway, there's lots of folks that are researching... And they're saying that the Atlantic is a lot deeper than we thought, so there very well could have been, you know, it could just be a lot deeper than we thought. Now, the Bermuda Triangle is a section of the Atlantic supposedly known for the... Robert Ballard, that's it. ...high volume of freak disappearance and mechanical failures. Now, I mean, there's... 
there's been a lot of, you know, things that have gone on with the Bermuda Triangle. So I do think that they were flying in this area. Who knows what actually happened to them. As I said, they very well could have sunk in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, but we just haven't found them. I mean, I think they just crashed. But... Well, if they crashed in while uh, going through the Bermuda Triangle, they probably never will be found. And not to mention, it's like years and years, depending on the area where it's at. I mean, it's starting to get to where it's like it's just getting riskier for researchers and documentarians to go and go down to the Titanic just because of how the great it is now, how rough the sea conditions are getting. So, right. So, supposedly just being in thin air, but most likely they crashed. Because uh, there's, you know... Yeah, if they crashed while going through the Bermuda Triangle, they probably never will be found. Not just because, uh, you know, the freaking conditions or the planes probably eroding and being nothing left, but... The Bermuda Triangle is not the only thing or place like it. There are other places like it where it will wreak havoc on navigation tools like compasses and whatnot. And like he said, he said he was having problems with his compass. The problem happened is they got discombobulated, whatever, and they ended up going down into the ocean. It's like. So they went down in the middle of the triangle. Most ships, and I don't even think Robert Ballard, like I said, the guy who found the Titanic, the Bismarck, tons of other ships from World War II. It's like all these ships that were thought lost to time that nobody has ever been able to find, he's found. And it's like, I don't even think he'll mess around with that because it just wreaks havoc. It's like nowadays with GPS, but with other navigation tools. Like I said, it's not the only place like it. Oh, I know. There's a spot I was looking in Massachusetts that's like that. And there's a place in Iowa that's got like high magma. And there's, they're all over the, the world. Yeah. Good example. The suicide force in Japan. Mm. It's like when they go, when in... They send crews in to recover bodies out of there. And it's like, there's, they find, don't always find bodies of people that just went in there to haunt themselves and people that went in there and got lost. But, uh, it's like when they send crews in there to recover bodies, is they have to, they have to place markers just so they'll be able to find their way back out because it wreaks havoc with this because of the, I don't know the whole thing about it, but like the Bermuda Triangle, like a bunch of other spots in the world, the one you mentioned, it wreaks havoc with navigation tools. Right, but but anyway, so... He's like, you go in there with a Garmin GPS, you're probably not going to be able to use it to find your way out. Alright, so long story short, we got three, I believe, just misinterpreted mishaps. They were just three things that absolutely did happen, but uh, they were I don't just... see it on your phone, is it still going? Yeah, it's still okay. going. <laughs> but anyway, so we have three misinterpreted mishaps. 
So. Oh, by the way, we are not getting paid by Garmin GPS. That was just the first GPS that popped in my head. Yeah, we don't have any sponsors yet. Um, Pay well, me Garmin GPS. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no. We'll see. Anyway, definitely check out our Patreon. We do got some really fun levels. And, um, you know, soon if we get enough subscribers, we'll start. Uh, thinking about some merchandise. We updated the logo a little bit with some bloody dog tags. Um, you know, obviously this didn't really feature any murders, but it did absolutely feature some mayhem, so we are still true to our title. Yeah, she shot down my idea of it just being a couple of crushed beer cans for the logo. <laughs> I, I'm joking, by the way. This comes from the guy who had a crushed beer can next to Elf when we were doing Elf on the Shelf for Christmas. Um, you know. Hey, at least it was Johnny's brand. <laughs> and so anyhow, uh, so the websites I use, I use military.com, history.com. I watched a documentary from the History Channel. I also use How Stuff Works. I also um, use several other military-based websites, and I'll put all of our stuff on our uh, uh, Facebook page. And uh, also, I'll start putting some pictures. So I said that Battle of LA picture is pre pretty interesting looking. Um, it's just a bunch of spotlights. It, some say it's nothing. Some say it's obviously a flying spaceship. Kind of let you be the judge. And then soon, in the next couple of days, we will post some fun stuff on the Patreon. And then next week, we have a very interesting case. Uh, uh, about a tentative suicide. Very interesting. And so um, we'll talk about that next week. Do you have anything else? Oh, you had The other day you had me, you told me to pick up a weird looking six pack. So I got like that six pack of ranch water. Oh, yeah, yeah. You I said you wanted to talk about it. Yeah, we were going to try to do some weird beers maybe. I mean, if anything you want us to try, we will. We, with reason. <laughs> We're not gonna try cocaine on the air. Yeah, yeah. It was like I, yeah, I was at Walmart when I picked it up, and that was the strangest looking at one I saw, and it said ranch water. And like I said earlier, it just makes me think of bull piss. Like it's ranch water. I told you I think of beer water from whatever American Dad. Anyway, I don't see how you can drink that crap. That those hard seltzers. I, I think this is one of the better ones. I can't drink White Claw. White Claw is just, there's just nothing. I do like this one and the Topo Chico. So if you're ever looking for a hard seltzer, Topo Chico Ranch Water's pretty good. You know Sonic's releasing a hard seltzer, has released a hard seltzer. Yeah, I know. I saw them. I don't know. I like would drink Everybody's getting into the alcohol game. I'll stick with my Coors Bank Banquet. Thank you very much. I would have drunk them if they were just like a normal, like, if or it was Rolling just, Rock. Rolling Rock's pretty good, too. If it was just a, like a fruity beverage, I would just be like, oh, yeah, I'll drink that. Like, if it was just like coconut water laced with, you know, rum or whatever, I would drink that. The, or their ocean water. There you go. That's what I was thinking of. The ocean water with rum. Yeah, I would absolutely drink that. But the hard seltzer, eh, I don't know. Okay, so anyway. All right, well, you got anything you want to say about that ranch water? Not really. It just tastes like a lime hard seltzer. Um, as I said, this is pretty good, but if you're going to drink a hard seltzer, I definitely recommend. Hey, it was either that or the one that had what I swear to God looked like a mutated, like a armadillo fucked a cactus on the front. 
I don't know. There was one that they left in our old house where there was a guy humping a cactus. I, like, they left a beer in our fridge. AGV's got some good ones because they're all, like, Texas native ones. <laughs> but anyways. If I wasn't Texas native, I would just go with Shinerbach. I know, but there's other Texas beers in Shinerbach. All right, well, we're going to wrap up. Yeah, and I like the taste of Shinerbach. And we'll see you next week. And so, have a lovely day. Later.